PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. I am on my way up to Wilmington for the big meeting um, with the... No, I'm kidding. I'm not on my way up there um, for the players-only meeting that is happening probably as we speak right now. Big cat's up there. TW took the private jet up. Dowdy um, took the boat, needed to get up there a little bit quicker right now as uh, things are escalating quickly in the world of professional golf. Can't wait to, to see what transpires from this players only meeting up in Delaware. Second leg of the FedEx cup playoffs, BMW championship. We go to a place that absolutely no one knows anything about. This should be fun. Wilmington country club looks nice. Wilmington, Delaware. We'll get into that here momentarily. But I had to bring my boy back because, uh, well, we've been kind of sparring a little bit, PGA Tour, LIV, all in good nature, beating the bookie. What the hell's going on in this meeting up there, you think? I have, I mean, I have no idea besides maybe their PJ is just deciding to take it a little more seriously. I think, I think maybe the players have got kind of annoyed that, you know, Jay Monahan hasn't like, you know, actively taken you know, really control the situation, you know, you know, at some point you have to bend a little bit, you know, and allow a little leeway for maybe both sides. And I, I don't think that he's done at all. I think the players, they, they realize what's best for the game is not having Cameron Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, all these guys play on a different tour where they can never play in the PGA. So I think maybe that's what it's about. Um, I'm sure Tiger went up though to like, take Jay Monahan's side, you know, like Tiger's, you know, I think Tiger's there to cement like what Jay Monahan says. Cause I so think Tiger, not, you think Tiger wants to talk about how we can work together. You think that's what you think that's his position right now? Because that's kind of what I'm hearing. And it's interesting. It's an interesting point, right? Cause this, to this point, uh, the PGA tour has shown no interest. And I asked Damon hack yesterday, I said, what do you think the percent, chance is that these two work together at some point. He said, man, 5%. So I'm not getting that sense, but I think it's an interesting angle that perhaps there's enough heat coming from players saying we need to work together. Right. And if that's the case, if there's enough internally with the players saying, Hey, we got to work together here. And that's going to put Jay in a really difficult spot. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what, uh, what is the main narrative that comes from this? You bring up some good points. Yeah. You know, I think the players see that, you know, the best thing for the tour is not by having Cameron Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, all these guys play on a different tour. You know, the players probably see like, ultimately, like they should be able to play both. If they want to play in one tournament, then play in a PGA tournament next and make money on both sides, they should be able to. Um, and obviously like if you're taking out all these golfers, like Cameron Smith, say Hideki Matsuyama, say Patrick Cantlay, right? So I, I think maybe this 
meeting was called because, you know, maybe like we heard with Cantlay, you know, he didn't want to talk about it, right? He doesn't handle those decisions, right? Like where there's smoke, there's fire. I think there's enough smoke where they realize like, listen, if we lose Smith, Cantlay, say Xander, all all these guys, like this is not good for the PGA. And I, you know, the, the tournament last weekend was great, right? It was a great playoff. It was fun to watch. Like the last day was great. Right. But like the Wyndham, you have literally no star power in names at the top. Right. It's like a corn fairy event. Basically you have Tom Kim winning, which great up and coming golfer, a really young kid, maybe in, you know, five years, he'll be a big name, mm-hmm. but right now he's not. And I think the PJ is realizing like maybe they're struggling a little bit with name power. And, you know, we all know that what sells, what, what gets ratings is name power. Right. So Yep. You can't lose all your names. You know, Tiger is only going to be playing for so much longer. You know, so I think maybe they realize they have a problem and it's, you know, starting some trouble starting to brew. Yep. And a lot of guys, you know, I think it also hurts the PJ when a guy like Cameron Smith jumps because they other players don't have to think about, well, you know, I don't want to make the jump and have nobody else come. They already see these good players there. And they're like, well, they made the jump also. So maybe I can make the jump too. So I don't know. And now they're going to have more events next year and stuff. And, you know, I, I we don't really know, you well, know, we just, we just want the best golfers to play together, you know, right. at least and every other week. And that's been my whole thing, right? I, I just coming at it from a fan perspective, um, someone who works in this industry. I mean, it's been great for the podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody, because the numbers are way up. Um, now we like to think that we have a little something to do with that, but let's, let's make no mistake. The conversation is rich right now with a, a, an LIV competitor and how aggressive they're being and all the narratives that are spinning from this. But I think there's, there's two things here in my head. One is you've had a lot of guys leave some of the top players making big, big guaranteed cash. Now everybody's sitting back and they're looking at that. All right, go get your money. And now if they're able to come back and play the PGA tour, now this emergency hearing that we saw the PGA tour one, make no mistake that the, the, the antitrust lawsuit is going to be much bigger than that. And I don't think it has any bearing on which way that's going to go. And from a lot of the research that I've done and asking some lawyers, uh, we had Peter Ginsburg on a couple months ago, Damon was talking with one of his guys and a lot of them were kind of leaning towards the LIV here, you know, and how this is yeah. going to go down. Now, if these they guys actually are able, go ahead. You know, talking about the antitrust lawsuit actually like uh, my friend is an attorney one of the biggest sports attorneys and he said like literally like live can just it's the government you know would take the mm-hmm. pga to court right they can literally just play tiger woods press conference where he talks about like negatively against live and stuff and how like these guys shouldn't be that they said that could literally just be lives case right there and just tiger's mm-hmm. press conference against the pga um so I, I think that i don't think the pga wants to get that far where it's you know, you don't want to have to go through an antitrust lawsuit, you know, just ask Microsoft, right? You don't want to have to go through all that. So I think, you know, the PGA is like maybe realizing like, listen, it's, it's, it's not in our best interest to be dragged, drugged through court, spend tens of millions of dollars on lawyers and stuff. when we can just settle this, you know, we could settle this pretty simple, you know? And- well, I think it is if you think you're going to win now, if, if you're the only voice in saying, look, from a PGA tour perspective, and you have this governing group of Jay Monahan and his team 
and you're like, look, we think we can win this. Okay. That, that's one thing you go through it. Right now, if you have players coming at you, right. That are the PGA tour, Jay Monahan works for these players, right. Supposedly. So now if you have enough players coming at you and saying, look, we're, we're getting the sense that these guys are going to win this lawsuit and they're going to be able to come back. And if that's the case, I'm going, I'm going to get my money. So is this meeting about that there's enough happening here and enough name value with Xander and Patrick Canley? I'm just throwing names out there. I don't know this for sure. I mean, I think Cam Smith is gone. But if Xander, Cantley, Cam Young, Cameron Smith, and you start adding a couple more to that, now all of a sudden you got enough guys coming in there with some equity saying, look, we're going unless you compromise. And now there's a breaking point. That's where I feel like potentially we are at this point. Now, I don't know that, but it sure feels like the needle swinging that way to some degree. And, you know, where's the big cat come down on this? Does he feel like, man, there's just, there's enough there. There's enough players, enough name equity that's going to go that that's just too big of a blow, right? And to sustain. And now you have to come to the table and try to work together and I think maybe potentially that's where the players' heads are at. Yeah, I think maybe Tiger's thinking in his head, like the next time he plays the Masters, he doesn't want to be in the final pairing with a, uh, you know, like a Sung, it's just him and Sung JM, right? Are the two best golfers. Like, you know. With Carl Yuan doing all that goofy shit after he hits it yeah. coming from the Corn Ferry Tour. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the day, like like I said, it's it's the um, it's the names that's you know it's the names that really get the you know people coming out and uh, you know a lot of people were comparing it to the XFL to the NFL and that's not very comparable I think you know because the XFL didn't have like NFL superstar quarterbacks jumping ship and joining right so um, eventually I think they'll come to a an agreement because. If they don't, you know, think about a year from now, right? Say, say Liv had all these guys, plus Cam Smith, Patrick Cantlay, Xander, Cameron Young, all these guys, right? And then the PGA is struggling for name power and Liv could just be like, you know what? We're not going to let our guys play your events. Like, right. no, too bad, right? No. And I, I don't want to, I don't think you want to have to go to those, you know, the majors and like, what was it? Like Davis Love the third was saying, oh, the PGA players can just boycott the majors if what which player like what PGA player actually really wants to boycott a major, yeah. right? Because the live guys are playing. I, I don't see that happening. You know, most of the young guys are going to want to play. So I think the old school guys need to like the old school guys need to move away and like move like come to a little bit of a younger thinking. Um, and I guess you know what nobody knows. We'll just see what happens. But I, I think it's definitely momentum's moving in favor of live. <sighs> Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Yeah, I think it has been. I mean, I think it was a small win for the tour um, with that, keeping those three out of the locker room, and that was probably the right move. But uh, yeah, I think I've said many times over the last couple of weeks, I think these guys are sitting at the boardroom feeling very good about their position. Now you should be when you're throwing that much money around. Let's face it. When you have that kind of endless budget, you should be in power. Um, unfortunately, that's 
that's how it works completely. Do I think it ultimately is the right way to go? And if I was the PGA tour, would I feel comfortable doing business with Greg Norman in this group? Probably not, but sometimes you have to, you have to take your defeat. Um, if that's the case, especially when you're working for someone else and Jay Monahan and his team worked for the players. And that's what I think is really interesting right now is where are the players heads at heading into this, given what has transpired to this point and what they anticipate is going to happen from here. How many players are going to jump if they, because they feel like the tour is not going to win the lawsuit. So they're going to get their money now. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately I think it's, I think the PGA just looks like hypocrites right now because, you know, Phil Mickelson, before he jumped to live, he was talking about these purses need to be bigger. The PGA is like making this money and they're holding the money. Like we don't know what they're doing with it, but the purses need to be bigger. The purses haven't been growing. You know, he was saying all this stuff and they were, no, we don't have any more money to do this. You know, the purses are as big as they're going to get where they're big and we're, we're giving this money out every week, blah, blah, blah. And then what do you know? Phil Mickelson leaves a bunch of players leave. And then, magically they just find these 25 million dollar tournaments come out of thin air right so it's like everything phil mickelson was like trying to get to the pga and they were telling him no 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 once he left oh we just magically found this money so here we go we're gonna have these three big events um and that's kind of hypocritical i think like this is literally what phil mickelson was fighting for now they've done yeah so they they need to admit like listen phil phil was right like and and these play, I think the young, these players would be thanking Phil for increasing their purses, you know, like, and I, I saw a good tweet on a, uh, on Sunday. It said like, I think, uh, Zalatoris won like 2.7 million, right. For first place, which is a big purse, right. One of the biggest in PGA history, they, the, the show CBS, I mean, NBC, right. They just totally, they, they didn't even mention it. It was like on TV. It was like, Oh, Zalatoris prize 2.7 million. They didn't even really mention it. Like, they should make a bigger deal because mm-hmm. with, with live, it's all about all oh, this, these huge purses, they make a huge deal out of it. Right. With the PJ, they just totally glossed over the fact that the purse mm-hmm. was over like two and a half million dollars. I didn't even really mention it. And yeah, I think, I think they made a mistake there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about the money. I mean, we know that. So if that's the case, you might as well get in and, you know, flex when you, uh, when you have the opportunity to do it. All right. Exactly. Good chat. Let's go move forward here. Cause I'm on a roll and uh, I got, I got some names I want to throw down here and building off my 22 to one winner last week, Will Zalatoris, couple top twenties, BMW championship, um, Wilmington country club. What do we know? Big ballpark. This is going to be, look, think about the PGA tour, you know, kind of maybe your, uh, textbook PGA tour course right now. We know there's, they kind of spin off of that. I think the tour does a good job with kind of mixing in a number of different types of courses, but this is going to be your textbook. They, they want the cream to rise to the top here. They, they want the name value, um, to start to come up. And, and historically it has, we, we saw John Rom win, uh, at 14. Um, I'm sorry. We saw, uh, Patrick Cantley, not Rom Patrick Cantley win last year. I think he defeated Deschambeau down the stretch. Uh, John Rahm won in 2020, but we've seen JT win this. We saw DJ blitz the field. I think at TPC Boston, the one year we've seen Tony, Tony. I mean, so like the big names have shown up here. And when you think about all those guys, what do you think about? Well, you know, the driver's got some length. Um, You let the irons go to work and then let's, let's have a good putting week. You know, they, they want that kind of cream rising to the top. We're probably going to see that again over four rounds. There's no cut. 7,500 yards, bent grass, 
Um, and the top 30 go to Eastlake. We've got, uh, I think, 69. Cam Smith's out. Was there another withdrawal? Um, I think we're down to 69, maybe 68. And, um, well, let's get into it because I've got some winners for our audience here. McElroy opens up as the favorite once again, as he did last week. He was 9-1 to last week. This week, he's 10-1. to Can't lay the defending champ. New course, though, 14. Fitzpatrick, big respect. After his U.S. Open win at 14, JT 14, Rom 14, Xander 14, Bozal Torres 14, Tony Finau 14, Scotty Scheffler 14. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's going to be tough, folks, this week. It's going to be tough, but there's your favorites. I'll start. I made the comment that I think Willie Z takes the cake. He wins it all in Eastlake. Wouldn't be a bit surprised if he keeps it going this week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the narrative of wheels out towards camp putt is gone. I've been saying for weeks on this podcast, he can putt. He's not one of the best putters on the PGA tour, but he's not one of the worst either. He's right in the middle. He's improving, slow down, pump the brakes. He's fine. And you saw it. He made some big putts down the stretch. Now, is he going to look a little goofy from time to time inside three feet perhaps, but he can putt, put it to rest. Zalatoris, 14 to one. I'm going with him again. I'm had him at 22 short odds. I know, but uh, let's go back to back. Willie Z. Who do you got? I actually got Zalatoris at 16 to one. Okay. So I, you I, got I believe that was at FanDuel or DraftKings. One of those. Um, and his putter, his lag putting has been very good. Like as we saw his coach, I mean, that was a cool, his coach on Twitter, you know, him and JT had a little sparring match, uh, on Twitter about his, about his putting, but, um, yeah, I like him 16 to one. Um, I also, I haven't, you know, this will surprise you, but I haven't played John Rahm in like a couple months. Um, I'm actually going to take Rahm here at 14 to so one. Do I. Those are my you know, two. Rahm, you know, Rahm, you know, he's been struggling with the putter obviously, but he kind of found it a little bit, um, on the weekend, all of his rounds were in the sixties. Um, he's still first on tour and strokes gained off the tee. Um, just his putting and his around the greens have been, you know, pretty poor, but with Rom, I think, you know, it can, it can get, it can go from bad to good, you know, you know, on the flick of a switch. So I like Rom 14 to one. Then I also like Colin Morikawa, uh, 22 to one. Um, his irons are, you know, pretty, pretty good last week. He had his, probably his best putting performance of the season. Um, so I liked where Morikawa was at because I think, you know, at this course, obviously you need accuracy off the tee. In those guys that can hit the greens, and I think that's what Morikawa, Salatoris, and Rom do. Um, I'll probably sprinkle like a little Cam Young also in there. Um, but I played uh, Young for the the first round leader. But um, we saw a first a first time winner last week from Wake Forest, so maybe we can see a second time winner, you know, from Wake Forest. Uh, first another first time winner from Wake Forest this week. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Um... I lost that bet. You know, I had Cam winning before Will and both of them, of course, just knocking on the door all year long. They've both been very impressive. Cam Young, I had him early in the year as someone to watch him and Mito Pereira. I really jumped on the Alex Smalley train who's in the field this week. Like I, those were the three that I was, you know, really big on um, coming out. And, and it, those two, um, Cam more than any has, has panned out. His game has transferred. He looks like he belongs and he's probably a win. He's probably, 
a FedEx Cup playoff win away from being a face on the PGA Tour. I mean, the fabric. I mean, as a next young player, as we're seeing with Will's out if he stays, if he stays, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's time for Rom. Look, if Sepp Straka can miss six straight cuts and almost win the next week, John Rom can struggle with his putting and pick it up for one week because he's hitting the ball good enough. This is a course, make no mistake, long and straight off the tee, huge premium this week, huge premium this week. So give me Rom. Give me a putter that has a small pulse, just a, just a little pulse, John, that we can build off of. And I think he'll be right there. It's going to happen. He's too damn good for this to continue. Like it's going to turn at some point. So I'm with you. I, my two short odds, Rom and Zalatoris at 14, and I'm with you on Morikawa. I got him at 21. Uh, he snuck into a top 10 last week. See, Morikawa, he doesn't need the ramp up. Like, he can just turn it on. Morikawa yeah. will just go, boom, I win by four. Thanks for coming. And uh-huh. it kind of feels like we're getting there again with Morikawa. Um, you know, he's, he's long enough off the tee. His irons speak for himself. You just got to wait on the positive four or five putting when, and when it happens, it happens. So we're back on bent grass. I'll go there with you um, with Morikawa and I can't get off of M for some reason, as we kind of keep stretching down here, um, Morikawa 20, Sungjae 20, Cameron Young 25, Burns 25, Hovland 30. It's a tough year for Hovland, man. I, I just don't think this has been a good yeah. year. I think he's put a lot of time into a short game. I don't think he's getting the results. Um, he hasn't been quite as polished with the rest of his game. Yeah, I just, I think Hovland chalks this year up and feels pretty disappointed how things have have transpired. Not Homa, he's 35. And uh, Joe Kim Yim, 35. Got the win a couple weeks back. There he is. I think when you start getting into this mid-range, 20 to 1 is pretty short for me on M but I'm gravitating to him potentially for a win. I'll play him as a top 20 and I'll certainly play Cam Young as a top 20. I'm going to go with my horses here that I have for most of the year. And Cam Young has been one that I've been riding and I think he'll get to the finish line um, with a top 20. Burns isn't always an automatic bet for me, although I don't think this is probably the best place for him. Um, I like Bur- I like Burns more on the, the faster Bermuda type of golf courses. You get up on bent, he can obviously handle it. Um, but you know, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Burns Homer. That's an automatic bet for me. So those are my guys there, um, in the mid range. Yeah. Top 20. I've got a uh, Patrick Cantlay. He's kind of pricey at minus 170 on DraftKings. Um, but I think this is like the perfect course for Patrick to just mill his way to like a top 15, top 10 finish. I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish top five. Actually. I'm playing some, yeah. He's been, been playing some pretty good golf and, um, he's been consistent with his irons, so kind of like Cantley there, minus one seventy. I like Morikawa minus one, minus one fifteen, top twenty. Um, Tony Finau, he was minus one seventy. Also, I think we're getting some value there. He gets top twenty out of a field of sixty. You know, I mean, sorry, seventy. I'll take those chances with Finau. Any day, he's been the hottest golfer on tour the last you know six weeks. So uh, you can't go wrong right there. And I took a shot with Sepp Straka top 20 to see if he can, you know, carry over what he, what he did last week. I mean, his iron game was, was great last week. I think he was like ninth in strokes gained from T to green last week overall. Um, so he played pretty well out of nowhere. So I'm thinking maybe he keeps that streak going this week. Um, 
he could have easily won that tournament. You know, I don't why he didn't lay up after, you know, Zalatoris, you know, did that. I'm not really sure, but I like Straka to keep it going this week at plus 400 for a top 20. Right. I mean, it's, he's got some of the, the worst odds, you know, for top 20 coming off a, you know, a playoff loss last week. So I think those are pretty good odds we're getting there. And I'm going to go back with Billy Horschel, top 20 plus mm. 180. Like Billy, I had him last week, max play top 40. It lost because double bogey on the back nine of, of round two, he missed the cut by one stroke. Um, when he made a double bogey, he kind of like got that, you know, he really wanted to make the cut, obviously. And he got that, like that desperation. He made a couple birdies, but he just fell a little short of making the cut. So I like Billy plus 180 to make the cut. I'm going back to him this week. So All right. can't lay more Fina, Straka and Billy Horschel. Top can't 20. lay last year when he won positive 14.6 putting. I don't think I've ever seen a number that big. I mean, yeah, he, that, he was insane. All, all, I mean, his putter was insane for like a month last year. That's like when you can't feel your face, your body, your hands or anything. You're just, you're, you're unconscious. I mean, like you are putting to the ocean at that point in time. Um, that's amazing. That's a, that's a, that's an incredibly big number. There's some, there's some guys here as we get into the forties and the fifties, you know, Spieth, whew, you know, he seems to be struggling right now again with the swing at 40 Neiman. I like Neiman here at 40, you know, this course I think fits well. I've, I've played Neiman in a top, in a top 20, uh, Lowry at 40 and my, my longest odds, I'm going to go with Connors here in a, in a win at 50 to one. I'm going to go, I'll stretch here and I'll sprinkle a little on Connors. I feel like this could be, you know, the one thing with this type of course, and I'm kind of, I've put some feelers out there on how long the rough is, but I, I just, all my research is leaning towards the, okay. In the fairway, relatively long, let your irons go to work. Right. And, yeah. And I think Connors, we know, you know, it's like, can you catch a little spark with the putter? And I think if you can, is is he ready to take that next step? I, I think Connors will be there. I'd like to see Connors personally late on a Sunday in a great field with a chance to win. I, I'd like to see how he responds to that. Um, so I'm going to stretch. I'll go Connors at 50. Hatton didn't do me well last week at 50, although I do think he's playing some good golf. Aaron Wise is hitting it well at 60. Adam Scott came out of nowhere at 60 last week. I like him. You like Adam Scott this week? Keep it going. I like Adam Scott, 60 to one. I mean, uh, he's got three top 15s, his last six events. His putter was the best in Memphis last week. He gained like 1.8 shots on the green against the field. So he was the best putter in Memphis. So Mm -hmm. um, we know if he gets his putting down, he could be really unstoppable, you know, sometimes his irons like you know the absolute best and he can play long just like this course is long um and if he gets hot i think 60 to 1 those odds you know i really like for uh for adam scott to win but uh, i mean I, I like his top 10 odds at plus 490 also yeah adam scott is he's frustrating i I've, i kind of stay away from him um Aaron wise, I think gets a little overplayed just because he's, he can get there, you know, tee to green, but doesn't quite seem to push it over the top. He's like one of those players I feel like should have another win or two, um, you know, in the way that he hits it in his game, his putter has come around to some degree. Um, you know, Adam 
I'll stay away. Mitchell 65 Hideki Hideki withdrew last week. So I'm to see where he is from a health perspective. Cam Davis always gets play. You know, as we work down here, there's your boy, Billy at 65, you know, he'll have something to say in that, uh, in that meeting, Russell Henley, 70 Maverick McNeely, 70. I told you I'm going to play my boys. There's Mito at 70. I'm playing Mito. Um, I'm playing them top 20. I'm sure I'll sprinkle a little on the win. But you talk about hitting that bullet out there off the tee, let your irons go to work. That's Mito Pereira, man. That's Mito yeah. Pereira. He can do it. Let's get it back in play. Riley, 70. Harmon played well last week at 70. Um, you know, as we continue to go down here, I'll take you all the way down to Pendrith at 90. I think this is a good, I think this is a good course for Taylor Pendrith. He's another one of my guys. He's long off the tee. I think he can let the big dog hunt. I think his iron game's okay. Uh, I think he's healthy again. You know, Pendrith top 20 is, a, is an excellent bet, in my opinion. Is he ready to win a FedEx Cup playoff? I don't know. But I would not be surprised if he got himself in contention. And again, I'd love to see Pendrith, two Canadians. I'd love to see Pendrith. In contention again late and Connor. So I'd love to see that on a Sunday battling with Morikawa, Zalatoris, Rom. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if we're going down to the 90s, like 95 to one, I'll take JT, uh, JT Post on any day right now. Um, he's kind of playing like his game kind of reminds me of like a healthier, younger, like Webb Simpson right now. When he gets hot, like, JT Post and he comes out hot, right? He comes out and shoots six, seven under first round. He's the first round leader. And he just, he's a front runner, right? He just stays in, you know, both of his wins, you know, both front running wins. Um, so when he gets hot, he gets hot. He just reminds me of like a younger Webb Simpson from like a few years back, right? Um, so 95 to one, I think he easily has the capability to win in a place like this. So those odds, you know, I like those odds. I also like Post in top 10 plus 600. He's been hot lately, so I like to ride the hot hands, you know, so. uh. Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, Run hard, fight hard, and play hard. We have your coffee right here. Yeah, I think, you know, Poston is a, you know, chip and putt kind of guy, right? Like, he's, he's, he's one of the best putters on tour. Um, and when he, he fills it up, that the guy can roll it. He's had a good run here. Um, second at Travelers, first at John Deere, 11th at 3M, 21st at Wyndham, 20th at FedEx. If he can do enough off the tee... If, if JT, if, if Poston can do enough off the tee, then I think on a place like this, he, he'll, he, he can compete. I think off the tee here, length, accuracy, probably not the best course fit, but when you can, when you can go plus six, seven in your sleep strokes, gain putting that, that usually travels too. Um, so been a good year for JT Poston. It it really has Uh, nice guy. Spent some time with him at the player's. Um, his family from North Carolina. I mean, the, the nice, probably the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life, honestly. I mean, they were just, 
so accommodating in the whole bit. Um, but Zayden Hut 90, probably not the best place for him. Well, look, HV3, 130, you could talk me into a top 20 with him. Um, and I think if I had to, if I had to stretch to the number 70 guy coming in on the FedEx and the guest of the Stripe Show podcast tomorrow, Wyndham Clark at 150, because Wyndham can beat you with these long and accurate off the tee. Um, so can he do enough with his irons? We've already filmed that one. We've already uh, videoed it, and it's a good one, by the way. Wyndham Clark, very transparent with uh, the status of the PGA Tour and Live Golf. He's got some stories about yeah. the amount of money that he was offered from Live Golf and where he's at right now. So you, you don't want to miss that one. That's not the reason why I would bet it, just that I think this is a good course for Wyndham, as I do think it's a good course for Trey Molnix at 150 another guy that can just absolutely bust it with red ass off the tee um, and is inside the top 40 right now. He was a um, Trey Molnex was a web top, a corn fairy guy that had to go back to the corn fairy tour finals and qualified from that to get back into his card and had had a good season. And now we'll be back again with the PGA tour. And he has the length. I, I don't think it's a fluke when you see Molinex. I think sometimes it's easy to think, ah, there's Trey Molinex. Ah, he's just, you know, like Molinex can go. And that driver can shorten golf courses. It just feels like he could have a back-to-back weeks here if he can hit that driver again um, like he usually does. So that's as far as I'll take it. Clark Molinex, I would go top 20 if you want to really stretch. Um, but I think as far as I'll go from a win will be the two Canadians. Connor's at 50 and I'll probably sprinkle a little on Pendrith at 90. Yeah. Well, just to finish up my top tens, you know, I had Rom, I'm taking Rom plus 140 top 10. I think we're getting a good price there. A really value for his top 10 um, because of his last, you know, months before this wasn't, wasn't very good. You know, before last week, obviously like Tony Finau top 10 plus 155. Tony's been automatic lately, the hottest golfer on tour. So that's a no brainer for me. Then, like I said, Adam Scott plus 490 and JT Post in the plus 600 for my top 10s. And I'm not playing any Rory this week. You know, Rory is just kind of a fit. You know, I said at the beginning of the year, he would be the FedEx golfer of the year. And he started out, you know, very, you know, very good. And I think I'm just not like, I don't know where his head is at right now. It's kind of like, you know, he didn't play any golf from like the, the open until last week. And he said it like, uh, yeah, I didn't pick up a club or practice or anything. And I'm like, why, why would I bet him last week if he didn't pick up a club or anything like that? And I think we saw it in his performance, you know, missing the cut. So, um, I'm not playing any Rory this week. I'm actually, I have two head to head matchups where I'm fading Rory. Um, so if you want to go head to head matchups, I'm taking Patrick Cantlay plus 110 versus Rory and John Rahm plus 105 versus Rory. I'll take both dogs against Rory because at this point, it's like, you know, people always talk about live golf. Well, how much money does, I mean, how much does, uh, you know, how much effort will they give in this tournament? Because they've already made so much money, right? Well, you could say the same for Rory too, because he's made so much money in his career. Like what's the, what's another FedEx cup, championship gonna you know bring for him at the end of the day and i just don't like his body language last week i don't like his quotes so i'll be fading rory this week as well all right 
God, your boy, Tom Hoagie's 21st right now in the FedEx cup. See, yeah, he's had a good year consistent. Yeah, he has. He's had a very good year. Sepp Straka, after that second place finish, moved all the way up to eighth. Obviously, he's a winner this year. Willie, and say he had a win, and Willie moved all the way up to first. Um, You know, it's just funny. You go through these names, and, you know, they're just guys that sneak in there that, man, like, really? That guy's, you know, that guy's there? Um, That's how, uh, what's his name was a few years ago for me? Uh, uh, What's that guy's name? Like, Lucas Glover's 34th right now. I mean, just... Right there, knocking on the door. Uh, I think Danny McCarthy's got to feel good. He, I, I, I thought uh, he would have a win this year, and it's not. You know, he can still get there. Uh, Trey Mullox has to feel great about his position. Kurt Kitayama, another guy that came from the Corn Ferry Tour last year, he's got to feel good. It's a good course for him too, by the way. Kitayama can bust it off the tee. He can get it out there. So can Lucas, Lucas Herbert. He can bust it. Fifty-four right now. I'm like Ches Reevy, like. 58. I mean, that's, that's impressive. You know, yeah. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, Ches Reevy is 58. Uh, Matt Kuchar, where the hell did he come from? He's 63rd. Um, yeah. There's my boy Smalley at 69. And then Wyndham Clark at 70 hanging on. He's neat. He, he's got to get into the top, probably what three, maybe to, to move on. Connor's 29. I'd like to see Corey Connors win this. You know, like, yes. Sometimes when you look at these top tens, you, you get surprised by some names. I remember, you know, a couple, a couple of years ago, I was like, Lanto Griffin was always in the top 10 for the FedEx. You know, I'm like, where he just always there. Right. One of in the top 10, you know, it's like, yeah. how did he get there? You don't know, but he's just there every week. Mm-hmm. You know, grinding so, out those top twenties, I guess. So competitive. My show yesterday, I opened up with 11 guys that either came from the Corn Ferry Tour top 25 or they made it when they did the finals because it was kind of a weird wraparound. There's 11 of them in the top 70 right now. Um, JJ Spawn was one that had to go down, qualified through the finals. And he's 30th. I mean, JJ Spawn is 30th. Like, what? I think, I think you know, 30th. I think, I think he was about 30 over par in the fourth round on Sunday, but, uh, you know, see that's where Liv gets it wrong. You got to play four rounds. I don't like three. I, I get it. Like it's comfy for the players and they're going to do manis and petties in the morning before the one thirty afternoon shot. And I get it. Like we're all going to cater to these guys. Yeah. But that fourth round, man, it's, I hear it, they're ta- I hear, I hear they're talking about going to four rounds though, but just, they're going to play four or nine whole rounds. I just, <laughs> You know, that, the golf purists—they would love that. <laughs> that would—that would be awesome. Four, four nine-hole rounds because they're probably—they're probably getting some beef right now from the players saying, "Like, look, we're—you know—we're probably—we're working a little too hard here." You know, like we need to. Back- mean, you know, the three. I do like how it, like I do like how some of their events end on Saturday. I mean, you know, because Sundays like they like left it for the PGA, but um. I, you know, I like the shotguns. I like how everybody's, you know, for me, when I'm betting, I like how everyone is on course at the same time, right? So, like, the thing that bothers me about the PGA for betting is I have to, like, on a Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Thursday, 
I got to watch, like when I get plays out for clients, I have to watch the entire day, like 12 hours of golf. Right. That's true. Um, and it makes, it makes it harder. Like when you have like rain delays and stuff like that, weather delays, it makes it harder to like come back and get things yeah. going into the flow where I like the shotgun start. I mean, I, you know, I like the, the limited field, but um, I'd like to see them have some full field events and stuff like that, you know, but um, I, I, I think you make some good points in the shotgun start. I do think from a viewership standpoint, there are a ton of ups, uh, upsides now from a course layout and playing the course, the way that it's, you know, built to flow, uh, you know, okay. And I, I, that's kind of more of the golf purist perspective. And I think there's, I think there's, there's some valid points to that, but I do think from the viewership standpoint, I think you make some good points. Like it's over at the same time. You don't have to, you don't have to do um, the entire day, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but I, I just think the difference between 54 and 72 is huge. I mean, all these guys are bred yeah. for 72 holes. I mean, that fourth day late, pressure on a Sunday you see it, JJ spawn I mean we've seen it time and time again and uh, championship golf man that fourth day best players rising to the top I think it'd be interesting right now to see what the three winners would look like on um, live if they were four day versus three would Henrik Brendan Grace and Charles Schwartz will be the winner or that fourth day do you give enough time for an you know, that cream continue to rise to the top. Like we've seen late with DJ Brooks. I think Brooks shot 65 the last, last round last week, jumped all mm-hmm. over like fifth, you know, like those are like, that's what happens. We've seen it time and time again. That's just not an opinion. Like that's what happens yeah. on Sunday is that cream just continues to rise because they're the better players. You give them a fourth day, which no cut, no cut event this week speaks to it, to the winners that you've seen here um, time and time again, because well, the cream's going to rise. They're just the better player period over that yeah. fourth day. And they can handle the pressure more um, than the others. So yeah, man, it's going to be wild. I bet, I, bet Rory, I bet Rory wishes the open was only three rounds, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. There you go. Yeah. But I think, yeah. you know, look, <clears throat> I think you've seen it like even this year, Xander Shoffley, I think has learned, has gotten better in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Now is getting better in the fourth round. And I think like that them learning how to do that is to me, elevating them as yeah. a even great, even, even a greater player. You know, I mean, they're putting championships away now late on a Sunday, they can get there, but can you put it away? And I just think they're, when you lose that, you're, you're losing a big piece of, of championship golf. I think professional, professional golf. So perhaps they're looking at something like that. Um, but man, if we come out of this meeting, if we come out of this meeting and I'll finish with this, if, if we come out of this meeting and there's, let's say a half a dozen name value players, Cam Smith of the world, Xander, Cam Young, Cantley. I, I don't, again, I'm just throwing names. It just takes, it just takes one. It just takes Tiger Woods to say, we need to work with them. Yeah. That's all, so that's all if there's enough, if there's enough to say, we're going unless we can figure out a compromise because we don't think you're all going to win in court. These guys are going to get theirs. I'm being paid a lot of money to go get mine and I can just turn around and come back and play because that's going to win out in court. And like, and tiger starts to say, man, we got to do something. Rory's already kind of changed his tune. If we come out of there that way, Oh my gosh, tune in. Yeah, folks. I don't, 
we're on. I don't see any. I don't, I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone like saying like I'm going to the live tour like this in the meeting today because they all want to. They don't want to hear like next week. All oh, you're in, you're ineligible for the FedEx uh, Cup first. Sorry, you don't get any money. Blah blah blah. So I don't think yeah. it's going to happen like today. But anyways, I did have a. Oh, it's, coming. it's coming. It's coming in the like, next two weeks. I fit like three or four first round leaders on this show every time we good, come on. Give me the first round uh, leader. I, I had four first round leaders. For, these are for a half unit each. So just like let me guess. Half. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. JP Poston. John Rom. to one. Yep, John Rom. Twenty-two to one. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, John Rom, JP Poston, and Xander Shoffley. No. Oh. No, I got a yeah. I got Rom twenty-two to one. I, I like this because Rom comes out hot when he plays well. He comes out hot. He's fourteen to one to win a tournament. Twenty-two to one for first round leader. Okay. So I only I only want to deal with enough heartache for one round. So I'll take twenty-two to one first round. I got Cam, Cam Young thirty-five to one. Like Adam that. Scott. Adam Scott fifty to one. And JT the Postman sixty to one. All for a half unit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's almost as, as good as gold, folks, because every time beating the book, he's on the first round leader hits. So there you have it. And I'm 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 due. So I'm due. So it's gonna happen this I, I'm I'm guaranteeing we hit the first round leader this week. Okay. Let's have a week, folks. Let's have a week. I had to talk him into coming on, giving you some bets. Thank you for being here. Um right. go subscribe, like the pod, leave a comment. When you do that, it elevates. YouTube subscriptions, uh, YouTube views have been off the chart. We appreciate it. The audio, we're on fire. Um, thank you for being um, here. Wyndham Clark, tomorrow, that? don't miss it. Wyndham Clark, don't miss it. YouTube, you just said it. You said it yourself. YouTube, it's been on fire. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, right? I don't want to watch my professional golf on YouTube. I want to watch the Stripe Show podcast on YouTube, but I don't want YouTube. to watch golf. YouTube. YouTube. Travis on a Sunday. YouTube sucks. Come watch us on YouTube. Our views are going up. <laughs> no, I didn't say YouTube sucks. I did not say that. I, I like YouTube. I just don't want to watch professional golf on my phone. I look at my phone enough. Yeah. That's why you got to get YouTube TV. Yeah, that's true. Okay. See, I'm coming around. I'm getting there. Like, I look, I've been open-minded. I take a beating like I'm a PGA Tour homer. Like, I'm not. I'm not a homer. Like, I... I feel like I'm pretty open discussion about the whole thing. I'm not saying like, Hey, my way or the highway. Like I, I think the live has brought some, there, there's, they've brought a lot of good things to it, but I think it's okay to be uncomfortable with some of the other things that come with it. Um, and I think it's okay to state that, look, the, the, the current direction we're heading is not good for professional golf. It's already, it already kind of sucks not having Brooks and DJ and Bryson all playing with this sucks, you know, like, I want to, I want to see DJ loping around with, um, Scheffler, his little brother, you know, and just killing 320 yard drives. I want to see Bryson losing his shit with, uh, you know, a, a volunteer out there. on you on, on you on the DMs, you know, what's your yeah. bet, bro? And it comes after me. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's like, come on, like I miss these guys. You don't have to like them all, but I, I, I miss them. You know, I want, I want them to all be playing together the best. I think that's what everybody wants. I like um, both, you know, I like both. I mean, okay. I like both. I mean, you know, like I like both towards just cause I bet both. Right. I don't, Yeah. you know, I, I just think there's, there needs to be like a, 
just a, a merger between both. They can they can both do both. And I think it'll be fun to have a PGA versus Live, like a Ryder Cup event where the yeah. winner gets the winner gets to choose Ooh. what tournaments of the oppositions they want to play every year. You know, and then say like Live beat the PGA, they can play whatever PGA tournaments they want that year. And then if PGA beats Live, they can go play whatever purse tournaments they want of the Live. You know, so, would be how kind of do, cool. so how you do the home and home? Like you do the home, do, do we all have to go to Saudi Arabia? They don't, they, one tournament is in Saudi Arabia. That's the thing. So, I mean, has a PGA ever, didn't Harold Varner's like win on tour this year come in Saudi Arabia? So, I mean, it's not like yeah, they've yeah. never played golf there. No, I know. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just asking, like, I'm just saying, like, is that where the home of them would be? Maybe in, I mean. Or Trump, Trump would probably just build them a course. They could find a, I mean, you know, at this Maybe next year it's going to be ISIS Golf League, and it's going to be a third competitor. So we don't, Jesus. we don't know, you know. So um, I, I think it's interesting, and like I said, it, it definitely when you're we're getting stuff about this like TMZ, this golf meeting today and stuff, we would never be hearing about this on a regular PGA season. So I think it brings intrigue and stuff. It definitely brings the ratings. People are talking about it. People oh, are yeah. talking about PJ more, um, but I think you know Jay Monahan. He's a very good commissioner. People think when I when I like live, I think I don't like Jay Monahan. I think he was the best commissioner coming out of COVID. He wanted to play first before yeah. anybody. I think with as good of a job he did with that, I think he can do a you know a better job uh, you know working with live. So we'll see what happens. We'll see after today. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting what the players are telling Jay Monahan. You know, I think that's what's going to steer the ship here. Um, and there's going to be division and that's going to then, you know, start to break up. I think some probably internal things, I, who knows? It just, I'm kind of, I'm speculating obviously, but boy, it sure feels like, it sure feels like we're kind of going that way and the way that we've broken down um, today. Yeah. All right. Beat the bookie. Go make some money this week. Top 30 advance East Lake in Atlanta. See you.